0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher, and this is the show where I talk to the people behind the productivity. This week, I'm excited to bring to you a conversation I had with Andy Andrews. If you caught last week's episode, you know that we just revisited the previous time he's been on the show a while back. And this conversation is a brand new one where we talk about his brand new book, Just Jones, which is the third part in a trilogy of The Noticer, The Noticer Returns, and Just Jones. In last week's episode, we talked about The Noticer Returns and the character of Jones and the power of perspective. We're going to do that again, but take it even further this time with some lessons on the power power of thought and truth, especially believing the truth or knowing the truth about yourself. For those of you that have been fans of the Enneagram and self-discovery and self-awareness, this fits squarely in that realm when it comes to the power of thinking, the power of thought in the right direction and on the right things proper focus. That should sound familiar to everybody who's listened to this show before. We talk a lot about focus, but focusing on the right thing. All of these are things that I drew from the book as lessons for me, but I think there's going to be even more for you. So I'll get out of the way. You can listen to my conversation with Andy Andrews and then check out the book for yourself. So enjoy this conversation with Andy Andrews. Well, this week, it is my privilege to welcome back to the show, Andy Andrews. Andy, welcome back.
1: Eric, thank you, buddy. It's an honor to be here.
0: Yeah. So I, I said in pre-recording, I mean, it's been a while since The Noticer Returns came out, and that's the last time you were on the show. And I said, you know what, I need to refresh myself uh, in the world of The Noticer. Uh, I've read other books of yours, obviously, but that one was like, you know what, I need to get back into the the essence of the character of Jones before <laughs> reading this new one, Just Jones. And so that was actually really enjoyable for me to listen listen back to our previous conversation, but, uh, for people who've maybe never heard of your character, Jones, who, who has a basis in real life, uh, let's maybe describe a little bit of that essence of him. I mean, you, you came out with the noticer, the noticer returns. And now this is like, this is just Jones, the, the, the third in the trilogy.
1: Yep. Yep. And it, it, it really started when I was 19 years old and my parents died. My, my, uh, Mom died of cancer. My dad was killed in a car accident same year. So this was obviously a crazy time in my life, and I I ended up you know made some bad choices and ended up literally homeless before that was even a word. You know, thirty five years ago nobody was talking about homeless people, but that wasn't a term anybody used. But I, I was uh, living under a pier and sleeping under a pier and in and out of people's garages, which is not safe or smart, but I did. And, and I met at one night, this old man, this like under my pier scared me to death. And, and his name was Jones. Uh, we we didn't call him Mr. Jones. Everybody just called him Jones. So we didn't really know where he was from. We didn't know, you know, he'd been in, in and out of town for years, but we didn't know where he went when he left and didn't know where he stayed while he was there. But, um, uh, you know, didn't know what was in the suitcase he carried around or how old he was. And, and yet this was the first guy who ever like told me the truth about myself. I mean, he, he became a, a a mentor to me, a a confidant and, and really uh, an amazing part of my life, a, a wisdom part of my life started me reading. He started so much of, of what, i have become for for better or for worse and and yet this guy always seemed to be where somebody needed him and so you know that first book came out and and then it it went literally all over the world you know it was a good morning america book and and uh, a New York Times bestseller and just in 40 different languages. And and so it was a number of years before I, I did the other one because it's a number of years before I saw him again. And so then it's been seven years since the second one. And so now I've, I've, I think I've got the best story of all with this uh, third one, which is called Just Jones.
0: I love that in a way he, he just pops up randomly in places when not only you need him, but say other people need him. And that's what I think in a lot of ways, this one is about these other people that need him. You're kind of a, almost a bystander in the story saying, yeah, I mean, you're, you're watching him have that effect on other people more this time around than in the past when it's more of an impact on you, uh right. having a first person of his effect on you.
1: Yeah. And so it's, it's cool to be able to to watch that and kind of narrate that story. Uh, and, and it is, you know, it is uh, told in a, in a story form and the, uh, you know, the two major characters that, uh, that Jones helps, you know, one is this, 27 uh, year old young woman who is, is doing well in life, but ends up in like big trouble. She makes a couple of bad moves, <laughs> you know, and, and ends up, in literally in big trouble and so jones is working with her on that and and uh own and and jones opens of all things opens a five and ten cent store which is you kind know, of magical in itself and and uh she works there and gets to see some stuff gives them an opportunity to talk and that's where these peace conversations are happening every morning with the 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 table that people have coffee around and and then, of course, there's the the 13-year-old, which may be one of my favorite characters of all time. This uh, 13-year-old redheaded kid, his name's Oliver Sutherland. And uh, Ollie's pushing the book along because, you know, everybody likes this kid, but everybody thinks he's getting away with a lot. They just don't know what a lot is because nobody can catch him at anything. But, uh, you know, people are uh, – the town is being pranked. There are pranks that are being played on the town, and they're escalating. And so the you know the book is 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 part laugh out loud, it's part mystery, it's it's um cheerful, and of course with the old man with Jones, there's always a lot of learning in it.
0: I think one of the things that I really appreciate is, of course, you're not a an all the time fiction writer but these are right. those those fiction books that you do of course the, even in these fiction books there's a lot of truth being told and even truthful uh, accounts uh you know fictionalized to a point yeah. and and I think that's a, a a really interesting way to go about it because you're paying attention to the story it seems to be becoming a trend in quote I'm not going to call this a business book, but in business books, lessons, books where you learn lessons while the characters are learning them too. Um, That's that stands for a lot of books, actually. Uh, (laughs) But um, it seems to be becoming, I guess, talking in parables or or, or coming out with, you know, overtly business, slightly, you know, lifestyle changing type books that are couched in fiction. You've been doing this for a while, though. The notice. I mean, the noticer was what back in early 2000s sometime, wasn't it? Yeah. And yeah.
1: yeah, And the traveler's gift before that. Right.
0: Exactly. So, and so
1: I, I, yeah, I do. I do believe that people get it. It's so much easier, and it's just so much easier. I, you know, one of the greatest uh, endorsements I ever got in my life. I forget who said it, but somebody said that even people who don't like to read like Andy Andrews' books, <laughs> and <laughs> and I, I think that's because of the story. You know, I had a, a, a college football coach. Well, I tell you who it was. It was Jim Tressel. That uh, when Ohio State. Uh, The team had done one of my books. He said, you know, we do – we take one book and really, really dig deep into it every year. And he said they they liked this book better than any we have ever done. And I I didn't say it, but I'm thinking, Coach, you know, it's a story. They like it because it was a story. And, you know, I think people in their lives, Eric, I think people need – you know, I, I talk to these people sometimes. They go, yeah, I only read nonfiction. And, and I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fine. but I, I feel that uh, for people to really reach their potential uh, you know in relationships, in, in business, especially, I, I think that you need a blend of nonfiction and fiction because because the, the nonfiction will give you facts. but fiction will fire your imagination. In a way that the facts never can. And if you don't have the imagination to use those facts in a way that's different from the same way everybody else is receiving those facts, then you're just kind of, you know, stuck on an equal plane with everybody else. And so what I do is I, I have fiction and nonfiction in the same book. And it's it it confuses the publisher sometimes it it sometimes it confuses the the bestseller list. I had uh, uh, one book came out and it was on the the New York Times bestseller list in fiction, and at the same time it was on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list in nonfiction. <laughs> <laughs> same book.
0: Yeah. Uh, it makes me think of, and it's a really long quote, so I'll just say the summary of the quote is uh, by C.S. Lewis. It has something to do with uh, getting past watchful dragons. Uh, you've probably heard of that phrase before yeah, when yeah, he's yeah. talking about it. He's, he basically is referring to you know people have inhibitions and so they will they won't read a nonfiction book, but they'll read a fiction book because they will put their, you know, they'll suspend their disbelief for a moment. And then they'll actually entertain ideas that way that maybe they wouldn't have if it was nonfiction.
1: Right. And that's, you know, that's a lot of what what Jones does in in just Jones. You know, he he one of his quotes is uh, you can't believe everything you think.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Which you know, is is basically an admonition to remember things change. And so the rules that you set in your life a few years ago were you know, those were rules and boundaries based upon what you knew and understood at that time. And, you know, if you understand more and know more now, but you're operating with the same rules, then those rules are probably obsolete. And and in the book he uses the example he said he said, "You know, uh, uh, don't talk to strangers." Is a rule that is perfect for a period of time in your life, but wisdom should make that rule at some point obsolete.
0: Yes, exactly. There's a certain point in time where that's no longer appropriate. In fact, it's almost detrimental that you still believe that rule.
1: Right, right. And so, so the same the same goes for so many things in our life, in our business lives, in our family lives. And there are just things that, that change. And so we have to flow with that change, obviously.
0: I think that's one of the things that just continually surprises me. And I, I was really glad to revisit the world of Jones and, or at least his world, the way he sees the world, his perspective, Yeah, yeah. you know, um, I think you refer to him as a walking, talking conundrum at some point in this book, which is exactly. totally true.
1: And- it's totally true. He, he really does. Uh, it, it kind of hit me that way. Every time I'm around the old man, I always think, Oh, wow. It's because, it, you know, it, he had a habit of not being very tactful with me, I guess, because I could take it. And I remember, uh, one time, I, and I think this is actually in the book where, you know, I, I am talking about something that happened years ago when he had first found me on the beach and I was washing boats with a bunch of guys and they kind of dared me to jump off the, the tuna tower of a boat and jump over the dock into the next slip. And I, I came really close to disaster. I just, you know, I, I scraped my arm real badly, but I, I could have gotten killed. And, and I, you know, I, hurting and I'm walking down the beach with Jones later. And I said, yeah, well, you know, things happen for a reason. Right. And he said, yeah, but sometimes that reason is because you were stupid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And I think that's that's true to the character in that basically, you know, you set this up early in this book, for sure, where I don't know if it's that you say it or someone else says it, but Jones basically that, that he never tells you what to do. But that he's, and again, this is kind of where the noticer title comes from. He makes observations, and but not only that he that he makes ob- observations, he then makes you make observations by asking yeah. questions of you.
1: Yeah, yeah. He and draws Jonas it out. Was the first, he he was, you know, this noticer thing. You know, he. He says that, you know, when the the talents were being passed out, he didn't get the cool ones. He can't run fast. He can't sing great. But he notices little things that make a difference in people's lives. And he he's the first one that I heard say, uh, you know, the quality of your answers will be determined by the quality of your questions. So, you know, he he asks good questions and they're questions designed to take somebody somewhere. And. And so that's, you know, it's it. I think it's fun to have a book that's fun to read that you are really seriously learning stuff.
0: Andy and I are going to talk more about the power of thought and truth especially being truthful to yourself about yourself in a moment. But first, I want to say thank you to the two sponsors that made this episode possible. First up is Athletic Greens. I've not missed a single day with Athletic Greens since I started months ago because Athletic Greens is an all-in-one daily drink that gives me support for better health, a clearer mind, energy, a balanced diet. Athletic Greens is developed from a complex blend of 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole foods sourced ingredients and helps me with the four pillars of my health, my energy, my recovery, my gut health, and my immune support. It's the first thing I do in the morning. I get up, I go to the kitchen, I get a glass of water, I add my athletic greens, I shake it up, and I drink it all at once immediately for hydration and quick absorption. And it tastes great unlike other things like this I've tried in the past. And it's NSF certified for sport, which means it's consistently tested and audited to make sure that what's on that label is actually what's in the powder. Right now, athletic greens has a special offer through my podcast, they're going to give you a year's supply of vitamin D K2 for free. And as we know that we get vitamin D from the sun and that it's often recommended as an important supplement by health experts, particularly in the winter months, Athletic Greens vitamin D3 K2 combines these essential nutrients to help support the heart, immune system, and respiratory system. So if you're like me and you're looking to boost your energy levels, support your immune system, or address your gut health, you You got to try Athletic Greens for yourself. Simply go to athleticgreens.com slash beyond to claim that special offer today and receive a free D3 K2 wellness bundle with your first purchase. That's up to a one year supply of vitamin D as added value when you try their delicious and comprehensive daily all in one drink. Trust me, try this out. You're going to love it. And you get that extra D3K2, which can make a huge difference in the coming months as it starts to get darker out for longer throughout the day. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash beyond. This episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. Now more than ever, it's really awesome that we have opportunities like BetterHelp and their licensed professional therapists that can meet with you in an online environment. This isn't self-help. BetterHelp is professional counseling, and it's on your terms. You can send a message to your counselor at any time. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. You can do this in a convenient way that works for you and work with a professional counselor that specializes in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, anger, family conflicts. I'm betting some of those things are in your head right now as I've said them. (laughs) BetterHelp will match you with a great counselor, and if at any point you need to change, it's free and easy to do. Anything you share is confidential, and in fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today, and as a listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting BetterHelp.com slash beyond. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash beyond. It would be great to maybe, without giving away too much of the plot points, uh, actually jump in on a couple of maybe moments or, or I guess more than moments, uh, moments of thought and process that that came out of the book for me that that kind of jumped off the page for me.
1: Yeah, tell me.
0: Yeah. Um one of them is is right early on and it's in it's in jail and uh, we won't say who or why they're there but they're there they're in jail <laughs> and right. uh got to tease it a little bit. And uh the word focus and proper focus in fact comes up and that hit me because the way that Jones describes focus and talks about the importance of it and that, you know, a lot of people these days, uh, I mean, I I'm, this is a productivity show. We talk about focus a lot and, you know, focusing on the right things, et cetera. And uh, as somebody who has and is dealt with uh, ADHD in their life, no, I know that it's not about not having focus. It's about focusing on the right thing at the right time. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, that really stood out and to that- me
1: and that that is that is amazing you know cuz i cuz i know what you're talking about cuz what he he says is that you know a lot of people say they can't focus cuz they worry and they're just so worried and and he said well worry is focus mm. it's just focusing on the wrong thing
0: yeah and that and and so you know we're recording this late in the the year of 2020 where a lot of people have been focusing on worry this year and that kind of hit me yeah. as a i don't know one part gut check one part conviction that i have been focusing on worry instead of focusing on the proper things
1: right right
0: so uh let's see something else that hit me I, again it was just the fact the the way you know and this is this is the intention of the book is to kind of go along a journey not just with you a character in the book or Jones, a character in the book, but the other characters. But to kind of go through this journey of self-inquiry and ask myself the questions as Jones is asking the other characters the questions. You right, know? right. Um, one that kind of felt right on the heels of the focus conversation was the 11th commandment. Would you love to explain what that means?
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Jones says, I always thought that if Moses had had more time on the mountain, he would have come back with 11. And number 11 would have been thou shalt not kid thyself. He says more money has been lost and more time has been wasted with people kidding themselves than any other thing. And I, I'm with you. I love that. Thou shalt not kid thyself. The eleventh commandment. Yeah, I, I,
0: that just hit me hard as well because it just made me think of it, it's almost a, um, a, you know, a parallel lesson to the proper focus in the sense that you know when we're kidding ourselves, you know, we're we're not being truthful. We're we are perpetuating internally a self fulfilling prophecy that probably something negative or even something positive you know we can kid ourselves and say we're the greatest and we're not yeah 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 we can go that route right uh but you know a lot of the times it's limiting belief i think uh if 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 i'm not i agree yeah i agree so uh to not kid myself anymore, I started to think to myself, you know, what does that mean? What does that mean for me? I know, you know, the character starts to go through that process of being truthful in all aspects of life as they move forward in in the conversation in that moment, but then throughout the rest of the book and the story that I'm still hanging on that 11th commandment and thinking, what does that mean to not kid myself? You know, What beliefs do I have that are false in the positive or negative direction about myself or about life? And how can I kind of turn the ship?
1: Right. And it ties right in with with what he says about you can't believe everything you think. Because, it, you know, I mean, have you, have you ever known something? I mean, you knew it and you could argue it and you could win the argument every time. And then you found out six months later, a year later. Uh, that wasn't exactly right. Or, you know, your information was incomplete. Well, of of course, we've all done that. All right. Well, if you've ever done that, does the possibility exist that something you know now that your information might be incomplete? And you go, well, Andy, yes, of course, something I know now my information could be incomplete. Okay. I, I agree, but we don't really know what that is, do we? Or how many subjects that may cover. And so it's a, it's a it, it's a, a a caution to constantly be aware of kidding yourself. If you know, to constantly be aware of you can't believe everything you think just because you think it right now.
0: Mm, yeah, I think the other thing that that then ties to is one of the other big lessons or. I don't, not necessarily a lesson, but maybe it is collectively that a lot of people have all together uh, in the book later in the book and they're at the table and it's the true or false moment. Uh, people that have read the book will know what I mean, but it's the moment we're talking about belief being currency and possible versus impossible things.
1: Right. Right. So, to, to take that, uh, to understand that, that, that what you do believe is the currency of your life and and not to, not to spend it in the wrong direction. You know, to, I, I think the way Jones says it is he tells the guy, he says, you know, don't be spending your belief in the wrong direction and find out later in your life that everything that you really needed and wanted was on the shelf in another store.
0: I, I think the other thing that hits me in that whole – conversation is that again, this idea of something being possible first versus impossible. And it's even, you know, I think Jones even literally says that sometimes um, a thing can seem impossible until it's actually done.
1: Until it's actually done. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, you think about even the modern examples of that. So many things. Uh, and, 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 and normal things. Right. I I mean, I look around the room I'm in right now and the table, the chair, the microphone, the light, everything that you see was in somebody's imagination before it became reality. And you can bet that whatever it, it turned into, it was it was thought to be impossible by some group of people. Uh, it's it's almost become a cliche that the impossible becomes possible. We
0: have so much evidence of that being something that was impossible and then became possible uh, all around us. We just take it for granted or don't even you know realize it. We have to shift our perspective in other right, ways,
1: right? And that's and that perspective thing. I love how Jones explains that because that's a life changer. You know, if you if you ask most people. Um, You know, what is perspective? Most people say, well, you know, it's how you see a thing. It's like, do you see the glass half full? Do you see the glass half empty? And Jones would say, well, that's true. It's just not the truth. It's not the foundation. It's not the whole truth. Uh, Because it is how you see a thing. But more than that, it's how you choose to see it. Because the glass, you're choosing to see it as half empty. You're, You're choosing to see it as half full the glass is what it is i mean you know however you choose to see it the level of water in that glass does not change and so it's how you choose to see it your perspective that makes a difference about which road your life takes i mean think about what happens to glass half full people that we don't really like being around those kind of people. They don't get promotions. They, you know, we don't really want to hire somebody who's a glass half empty person. We don't, you know, it's like, it's like, do we have to go with them again? And, and, and yet glass half full people, they get promoted, they get opportunities, they get hired, they get, uh, you know, we, we, we follow them. Those are the people we want to as leaders. And so, you know, again, the glass, the level of liquid in the glass, it it, it remains the same. But your perspective is yours. Y- nobody can choose it for you. You have to choose it yourself. Your perspective is yours. and And it is what you choose.
0: I even heard probably in the last week or two. Uh, I, it was, I don't know where it was, but it, it hit me sideways in, in a good way where, uh, it was, it was a spin on this whole half glass, half empty or half full. And they said, actually, no matter how much water is in the glass, the remainder of the space in the glass is always also filled by air. So the glass is always full.
1: and that too is a perspective right yes so that's great yeah so it's great
0: i i just love this i mean i i I don't know how else to state it more clearly that this is just one it's an enjoyable fiction book to read that number two keeps you guessing at where things are going but anticipating like oh i wonder what's going to happen here much like the last two books and with all the different characters moving around and talking and learning and especially the way that you just see kind of Jones embodying the servant who is helping everybody in a way that they don't know they need, but he does. Uh, It's just truly uh, uplifting. And I really needed that. So Andy, thank you for that,
1: man. Thank you. And anybody who, Who, uh, gets this book in the, in the month of September here, when this is out, I've got a special thing just for your listeners, Eric. Um, anybody who gets the book, wherever you get it, just, you know, uh, take a photograph of your receipt and send it to Andy at AndyAndrews.com. And I have a four hour, um, series called Becoming a Noticer and it's an intensive audio program. The, about reinventing yourself and discovering purpose and perspective and how to recognize fertile ground. And anybody who gets this book, Just Jones, in the month of of September, I will give them that audio program free. Wow. So just, you know, just uh, photograph your receipt, send it to Andy at andyandrews.com, and we will send you the Becoming a Noticer audio series for free.
0: That's perfect. And if people are listening to this while they're, you know, in the car or out on the go and don't have a moment to, to stop and take that down, I'll put that in the show notes uh, so awesome. that they can, uh, you know, come back to that. So go to the show notes for this episode and you'll find that um, the, the link to the book as well as that generous offer from Andy and Andy, that's awesome. Thank you so much. I actually want to go through it myself (laughs) for that matter. Well,
1: I will will make sure that it it is given to you absolutely right away, buddy. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be on your show and appreciate your time.
0: Yeah. Andy, it's been great talking with you yet again, and uh, I really feel like maybe I need to go through uh, a bunch more of the other books that you've put out there. It's been a while since I've read them. I need to pick them back up just like the classics. Thank you.
1: Well, Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And just let's keep up with each other. And uh, again, honored to be here with you. So thanks a bunch.
0: Well, that's another podcast crossed off your podcast listening to-do list. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Andy Andrews. Again, don't forget to take advantage of Andy's offer by emailing him at his email address at andy at andyandrews.com, your receipt for the book so you can get that free offer that he made. I don't know about you, but this isn't just talking about a book to me. This isn't just a fiction book. This isn't just a few lessons here and there. These are major milestone, like pivot points timeline disrupting thought process nuggets that can make a huge difference for you. Trust me, these that came from this book, along with a few other things that I've been thinking about lately, are going to h- make a huge difference moving forward for me. And I hope that they can for you too as well, if you let that happen. If you enjoyed this conversation, I'd love for you to share it with somebody you know by hitting that share button in the podcast player app of choice that you're listening to it in, or head on over to the show notes at list.com. Thank you so much for sharing. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next episode.